You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the great state of Florida. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to this episode today. I am so incredibly grateful for all of my listeners. I know I say that a lot, but I mean it wholeheartedly. Thank you for listening. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Why is God consumed by his own glory? And before I answer that, we got to define what it means to uh, to glorify God. Now, I'm going to kind of use my own definition. I'm not using the actual dictionary definition. However, if you do happen to look up the word glory in the dictionary, you're going to find a, a meaning that has a lot of overlapping concepts to what I am asserting here today. Uh, in essence, when we talk about the glory of God or glorifying God, we're talking about a few different elements. Uh, number one, we're talking about reflecting God, right? To glorify something is to kind of show off elements of it, to, to basically to make him look good or make him famous, right? So for me to show up in a place where the gospel has never been preached, let's say I show up in you know northern India in a village where the gospel has never been proclaimed, I am then telling them who God is and all that he's done and, and what the and what the cross did for humanity. And I am at that point now talking about his characteristics. I am reflecting his character and his attributes and his behaviors to people. I am showing them off. And that is ultimately the reason why humans exist. I did uh, touch on this quite a bit in episode 54 when I answered the question, what is sin? And I basically define sin as the act of not glorifying God or not reflecting God. That everything we do and say and think and act uh, in, in every way, we are to look like God. So, so really when we talk about the, like, the concept of glorifying God, we're talking about making him famous, pointing out his character to the world, both to people who don't know anything about him and reminding people who don't, who already do know a lot about God, right? That, those are both elements of glorifying God, making him famous. Let me give you a really simple, silly metaphor. Uh, I'm a big fan of Chick-fil-A, and I'm particularly a big fan of the spicy chicken sandwich with Chick-fil-A sauce on it, all right? Anytime people bring up uh, sandwiches, I go, oh, man, Chick-fil-A sauce on that spicy chicken, you got to get it. And I, and I and I push people to get it. You got to order that sandwich. It's so delicious. It's so good. Those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while know that I've, I've mentioned that in previous episodes. But here, here's what I'm doing in that moment. I am glorifying that sandwich, right? Whenever I'm telling people about that, the greatness of that sandwich, the deliciousness of the sandwich, I am telling people about the character and attributes of that sandwich. And I know that's a very simple, very uh, elementary metaphor, but it's similar in the same way. Like when we glorify God, it's the action of, of proclaiming his goodness. Now we do that with our words sometimes, but other times we do it with our actions, we do it with our thoughts, we do it with our behavior. It's not just with our mouth. We do that in a variety of different ways, but that's the ultimate action of glorifying God. That is reflecting him, making him look good, making him famous, shouting to the world who he is and what he's done, bringing him respect and honor. Like that is glory, esteeming him as great, acknowledging his greatness. These are all elements involved in glorifying God. Now, people ask the question, is it wrong or arrogant for God to be seeking to glorify himself so much? 
And the answer is no, is because he is the only one worthy of being glorified. Let me give you an example. I am from the great city of Philadelphia, born and raised. Anyone who is from Philly, PA, shout out to you. Whoop, whoop. And uh, this week, just a few days ago, one of the major colleges in the Philadelphia area, Villanova, won the men's basketball championship. They are the national champions in 2016. They had an incredible season. For several weeks this year, they were the number one ranked team in the country. They have the most wins ever in Villanova history. They went into the tournament, which is 68 teams, and they beat four teams that at one point in this country, at one point this season, were ranked in the top 10. They beat four top 10 teams, which has never been done. Um, they also went to the final four. So the last four teams, when they were at the final four, much to, to the chagrin of one of my dear friends, James Carberry, uh, they beat the uh, Oklahoma Sooners because James is from Oklahoma. He's an OU fan. Um, but they beat the Oklahoma Sooners by 45 points, which is the biggest win in Final Four history. And then Villanova beat the University of North Carolina in the championship. Villanova had an incredible season. Their achievements prove that they are the champion and they're the best team in the country. Now, wouldn't it be disrespectful for another team to come come around and claim that they were better? Can you imagine if my friend James came to me and said, well, Oklahoma's better. They just, they're the ones that should be praised. I'm like, uh, but they didn't win the championship. And they lost by a big margin to Villanova. Villanova's better. Villanova should be praised here. So this week in the city of Philadelphia, there's going to be a parade to celebrate and honor the achievements of the Villanova basketball team. Okay, now what if during the parade everyone's you know celebrating and cheering and being excited and i started going around walking down broad street in philadelphia where the parade will be and i start going up to people and saying you know you really should not be glorifying villanova basketball you really shouldn't be celebrating how good they were this year you really should be celebrating me uh because uh, i have a podcast so stop stop acknowledging them and acknowledge me that would be absurd correct like the parade's purpose is to make famous the character and achievement of a very good team. Like the, the, the purpose of the parade is to shout to the world that Villanova is the best this year. In the same manner, the purpose of the universe, the reason why the earth was created, and the, the purpose for which you were created and placed on planet earth is singular. The purpose is for you to celebrate the achievements of a great God, that he is the best. That's the reason why you existed. Therefore, to do anything else is simply silly, right? To, for me to show up to the parade and for me to be expected to be glorified or for something other than Villanova to be, to be honored in that moment is asinine. It's absurd. And that's what we do when we demand that other things be glorified above God, that other things be made famous above God. God. Now, furthermore, would it be wrong for any of those Villanova basketball players to acknowledge that they had a great season? Like, what if one of their players, let's say Chris Jenkins, the guy who hit the, the, the game-winning shot to win the national championship, what if he got up and said, guys, we had a great year. It was awesome. We did a really good thing. We proved we were the best team this, this, this year. We won the national championship. Would anyone say, oh man, that's really wrong of him. He is so consumed with his own glory. He is wrong in doing that. No, no one would say that. Why? Because it's true. Right? If I got up and said, guys, I'm the best basketball player in the country, you'd all go, Kenny, sit down. You're an idiot. No, you're not. But if Chris Jenkins gets up and says, our team was awesome. We did a great thing. Everyone, everyone would say, yeah, you're right. You did do a great thing. Good job. 
<laughs> you would celebrate it. Right? You see, it, it is wrong for us to seek to be glorified above God or to acknowledge ourselves as great because we are not the thing worthy of being acknowledged as great. But if God acknowledges himself as great, it's perfectly acceptable because he is actually, in fact, the only thing worthy of being acknowledged as great. God should be focused and consumed with glorifying the greatest thing in the universe and beyond. It just so happens to be that he is the greatest thing in the universe and beyond. I should glorify the greatest being. God should glorify the greatest being, which means we both end up glorifying God. We both are consumed with making him famous, making his name, his character, and his attributes known throughout the globe, throughout the world with our thoughts, with our actions, with our speech, with our behaviors. God is worthy of being glorified. Therefore, we should all be consumed with glorifying him. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 says this in the King James, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. What a great truth. Everything in the world was created for his pleasure. Everything that exists was to please him and to make him famous. So, of course, that begs the question, are you living to glorify God or to glorify yourself? Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have any questions that you'd like to have answered on the podcast, please feel free to shoot me an email. It's heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. It's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a sailor.